Okay. Um, we've been, we started Advent last Sunday. This is the uh, second Sunday of Advent. And last Sunday we lit the candle of hope. And do any of the young ones in here recall what the hope was about? What the, what the, what were they hoping for from the Old Testament? Do any of the kids know? Any of the older kids, like adults, know? No. <laughs> well, they were hoping for the coming of the Messiah. Okay? Well, the Messiah came. What are we hoping for? Coming again. Okay, so we're looking for his second coming. And within that, we realize that the, the second candle of, of, of Advent that we light here is the candle for love, the love of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, who should ever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Common scripture, gosh, you see it at football games, baseball games, on placards everywhere. Sometimes I, I, I'm afraid it's, it's too common, even in the church. When you think about what it says, God so loved the world. When it says the world, it says God so loved man. Is what it's talking about, and and it says that he, he he gave his only son. We've just sang about it, and so that we want to acknowledge that this morning. Uh, what is our response to the fact that God so loved the world? We see the God, the love coming from God. Our response is to love Him, and uh, we're told. Uh, by Jesus that the great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And and so that's in Matthew chapter 22. I think it's starting with the 34th verse. Uh, it talks about that. And what it also says is to love your neighbor as yourself. You'll recall that uh, some people, at one point they were asking, well, who's our neighbor? The easiest way for me to describe that is not to go into the parable as much as it is to say, look around you. Look at the person next to you. And, and you are looking at your neighbor. In fact, wherever you are, whether you're at home, whether you are downtown, whether you're shopping, whether you're on the freeway, it doesn't matter. When you look and you see someone else, you are looking at your neighbor. So we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And, and so to have respect for our neighbors. By the way, Jesus takes it down to the point of saying uh, that we are to love our enemies. And ultimately, he says in, in, uh, to the disciples, he says, they will know you are my people by how you what? Love one another. How important then is this to us? Love should invade. When it says that we are being changed, being transformed, our nature, our fallen nature is to be suspicious, to be unkind. And when somebody treats us unfairly, like taking our parking space before we get into it, before they did, uh, you know, the idea is, is that, you know, we, we, we have animosity, we have frustration, we have anger, all this type of No. Instead, we bless them and say, God bless them. Paul even blessed his, those who were uh, 
uh, chaining him and carrying him, uh, you know, to the point where he got to talk to all the Praetorian guards about the love of Jesus. What an amazing thing it is. So today we light the candle, the candle for love, the second Sunday of Advent for us. The next candle next Sunday will be the candle of joy. And we'll be looking at that next week. I have a few announcements quickly to make. I have tickets here. Well, actually, I don't have tickets here. Um, which one of you wants to take claim for the cricket? Alan or whatever. But, but anyway, Alan and Naomi have the tickets for sale for the Christian schools. They have... A drive-through dinner, which means you drive through, pick up your dinner, and it's uh, the dinner includes lasagna, garlic bread, Caesar salad, and a cookie, and it's being provided. Uh, uh, the it's coming from the uh, Ferndale Pizza Company, so you know what to expect. It's good, and it's uh, fifteen dollars for an individual, and it's fifty dollars for a family that serves four. So uh, somebody thinks, you know, well, gee, that sounds expensive. Go to any one of the cafes here and have breakfast, not dinner. Have breakfast and see what your bill is when you walk away. You're not going to get out of there for $50. So uh, it's a, a, an equitable deal, and it's a fundraiser for the school. So we have these up here. To Well, Alan will have them, or Naomi will have them after church. And be sure to see them, and you can get them there. Daily breads for the December, January, February are out there on the counter. So... Uh, Look, uh, pick those up. Christmas dinner and gift exchange uh, next Saturday, December 11th, where there's uh, ham and turkey is going to be provided, and then uh, bring a dish to share and a gift for the exchange. Uh, guys bring gifts for guys, and gals bring gifts for gals. Yes. There's a sign-up sheet. There, and there's a sign-up sheet. Okay, so be sure to sign up. That we want to get a rough idea of how many people to cook ham and turkey for. Um, then, so that's this next uh, Saturday, and then the Sunday before Christmas, December 19th, uh, right after the church service, uh, we're going to have a Christmas sweet swap. In other words, we bring our Christmas cookies or, or goodies that we make and uh, bring your favorite one that's, uh, and bring it here and to trade off, and we'll all walk away with a, a plate of what my sister always called my, uh, she called them fat pills. Uh, we'll walk away with those and uh, uh, have them and share them with our families. So the location here at church, bring a batch of cookies or, or a sweet to swap. And a recipe that goes with the sweet that you're going to swap. The uh, message today, going with the theme of Advent and also staying consistent with our reading through the Bible in a year, we have, oh yes, the children are dismissed. If you are participating in reading through the Bible in a year, you should be reading starting First Peter and Second Peter for this week. And uh, we'll be, I'll be sharing some thoughts on that this morning. So, first and second Peter.
And I, let me give you a brief overview. And, I, and, and all I'm doing is picking a few subject matters out of each of the, the books that has to do with the, the focus that Peter has. First Peter, the first thing he does in chapter 1 is he calls us to be holy. And, uh, he, and, and to receive, you know, to be holy, you have to be in Christ because it's His holiness that makes us holy. We can't be holy on our own. And then he tells us that we're living stones. He uses a neat metaphor here, living stones being put together to build a spiritual house, the dwelling place of Christ, of God. We are the dwelling place. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Collectively as the church, we have the Holy Spirit with us. And so, uh, Paul says we're living stones. Uh, he also tells us something that had to be very hard for those people at that time. Submit to authority. And Paul wasn't talking just about authority like they say maybe submit to the elders in the church. He was talking about submitting to the, the kings and the emperor, uh, whoever is in charge. And the idea of submitting to the authority, I, 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 there is a caveat to that. In Acts chapter 5, uh, Peter and, 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 and James and John were, were told that they weren't to go out and preach the gospel anymore. And they said, hey, we must preach the gospel. In other words, where God's law gives us something that we are told to do, we are to do it. And at risk of what a man's law may choose to do. In other words... The persecution of the church is actually the idea. Is the, the reason why the church is persecuted is because it preaches Christ, and especially in some countries where that is forbidden to do. Okay, If it's forbidden, then we turn around, we still must preach Christ. But as much as possible, we are to be at peace with the authorities. What does that mean? Well, we're obligated to abide by all the laws of the land. Somebody says, well, does that include taxes? Yeah, it includes taxes. Does it include the speed limit? Yes, it includes it, it, the law of the land. Whatever it is that governs how the people live from day to day, we are to abide by in as, in as much as it does not conflict with the Word of God. The real key issue in the book of, of First Peter is talking about the suffering that was going on. It had already started. Uh, the church was already being persecuted. He was writing, writing to a church that had been scattered uh, as Rome started persecuting the church and, 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 other, and other major cities of Rome were, were gaining into, getting into that as well. And so there was a suffering that was coming. On, and in chapters 3 and 4, it talks about suffering as a believer and not being discouraged, but actually encouraged. Christ suffered for us, and we suffer for, for His Word as we share it. Now, you, may have, you might have never suffered for the, the preaching the Word of God. I have no idea. Or you might be the person that, 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 at work where people look and say, Oh, be careful. No, no, you can't tell those stories around him or her. You know, uh, The idea is, is that people, if they're aware that you're a Christian, a lot of times they also are aware of, of the, the idea of what they perceive a Christian as, and they put you at a distance. But Paul is saying, or Peter is saying, there is the suffering church because of preaching the, God, preaching the Word of God, 
and and don't be afraid of it and don't and, and it's only for a short time meaning this life is 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 a short time compared to what we have coming ahead of us he also does tell us to uh, the the elders to to shepherd the flock to protect them to oversee them make sure they're getting fed the word of god in second peter so the 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 primary purpose in first peter is the call to be holy and and a reality of the suffering church. Second Peter, uh, the primary purpose is warning about false teachers. And one of the things that he talks about is is the coming of Christ. It, it's going to happen. A lot of people thought it was going to happen in their lifetime. In fact, some of them uh, that Paul writes to and uh, that Paul writes to. Uh, talks about uh, what about those that have already died? Are they going to see the Lord? <laughs> you know, we thought that He was coming right away. Okay, what does what does Peter say? Well, Peter tells us that the the that to to God a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. In other words, time is not relevant in God's way of looking at what God is waiting for. Is for as many as are going to receive Him to receive Him. And uh, and so he's waiting until the church is full, as it's going to be, and then he will come. And in his coming, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Brief overview of First and Second Peter. What I was looking at for me this uh, this mo- for this morning was in the midst of this fallen world. Peter tells us. To love one another. And I want to spend some time with that this morning. I want to look at First Peter chapter one, verses twenty two through twenty five. First Peter chapter one, verses twenty two through twenty five. Peter writes, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. He speaks about the living word of God here. Uh, and, and, and to love one another earnestly, fervently, sincerely. In, in chapter 2, verse 17, uh, he, he says... Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. And then he even adds there, honor the emperor. In uh, chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, says, the end, of all, uh, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another. Earnestly, do this earnestly. 
since love covers a multitude of sins. He goes on to talk about showing hospitality and, and how to serve one another. I want to take a closer look at this, uh, verse, starting with verse 22 of chapter 1. The idea of a purified soul. He says, having purified your souls. I was trying to think, okay, purified your souls. What is that? Well, let's, for me, I think we can just go back and, and look at, at Peter uh, telling us. Look at verse 18, just above uh, this. It says, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways, uh, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. To be one who is purified of soul is the one who has been ransomed through the blood of Christ. The pure blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ. We rest in God through this. It says, He who was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through Him are believers in God, who raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory. God raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. God says you have a purified soul if you have believed in me. You have been ransomed through the blood of Christ. And it says that God has raised him from the dead. That's the proof that Jesus had the, 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 the power over life and death. And, and it says that uh, God gave him glory. If you read in Philippians 2, 2, uh, chapter 2, it talks about Jesus being exalted and every knee bowing, every tongue confessing. That Jesus Christ is Lord. He has purified our soul. He has ransomed us. Verse 21 of chapter 1 of Peter uh, says, uh, God raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory to to, to your faith and hope are in God. Our faith and our hope is not in anything of earth. It's not anything that you can put together on your own. It is through God and God alone. It's, it's the reality. There is nothing. He has ransomed us by paying the price on the cross, His blood being shed. He has ransomed us. Everything was paid in full. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. Paid in full. There is nothing for us to bring to this. We rest in God. Our faith, our hope is in God and God alone. He so loved us that He gave His Son. Romans 5.8 is is another great Scripture that that coincides with that. God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We weren't saved and then Christ says, I'll pay the price. He paid the price to save us. There's nothing, again, that we do. 
He has done it. What we do is we come and we confess. And even that is something that the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to and our heart to. If it weren't for that, we wouldn't see it. In the flesh, we, we, we don't look for the things of God. So He quickens our heart. He quickens our mind. And we see His pursuit of us that He gave us His Son. And even while we were still sinners, He died for us. A purified soul has a sincere, genuine love for his brother. Brotherly love. And it is interesting, this word brotherly love is the Philadelphia. It's the, it is the brotherly love. There's three kinds of love that the Bible speaks to. Uh, there's the love of God that comes through God that's beyond our, our ability but comes through us. It's the love that, that, that is, surpasses all things. And, and that's the agape love that's so often talked about. But the brotherly love as God's agape love covers us, we are to have agape love for one another, but it's to be revealed in how we literally treat each other. That's where brotherly love is seen. Boy, this is important. You say, again, look around. If you're here today, you look around and say, these are my neighbors. How do you speak about your neighbors? Go home as you look around at your family. Thanksgiving, think about all those that might have been around the family table. Well, Christmas coming and all those that will be around the dinner table together. This, are, this is our brothers and sisters in the sense of, of how we are to feel towards them. Do we have Philadelphia? Do we have brotherly love towards them? If you do, it says, you know, love one another earnestly. This idea of earnestly is, is to love each other sincerely is another way of looking at it. Fervently. With a, with a fever. <laughs> Fervently. It's a, it's a love that, that, that flows out. It can't be stopped. Is that the way we feel about one another? And when we're within the framework of, 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 of our neighbors collectively, maybe in our neighborhood or Maybe you're shopping for Christmas and, and people in the hustle and the bustle. All of these people. How do you treat those people? What do you think and say about those people? I recall an elderly man in the church where Kathy and I went first after we were saved. And he lived in a... Uh, what was called the, the, the Christian housing community. And he was a retired pastor. And one of the things that he liked to do, especially at Christmas, was to just go sit at, the, at, 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 at a mall or at a shopping place and start praying. Think about it. That's the way our mind should work. We see people... Uh, maybe you're walking through and you hear a couple arguing. Pray. Maybe you see a, 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 somebody in a wheelchair. Pray. Maybe you just see them happily shopping. Pray. That they'll grasp the meaning of, of, of Christmas. Love one another. Love earnestly, sincerely, with a brotherly love. And also, it says... 
from a pure heart, you know, in that sense, love one another earnestly, fervently. Uh, from a pure heart, confess, believe that Jesus is the, a pure heart is one who's confessed and believed that Jesus is, is the Christ. Called on the name of the Lord, you're saved, you've been born again. You love one another. You have a sincere brotherly love, Philadelphia. You love one another. By the way, this love, one another, is the agape love. It's unconditional. It's not because you did anything for me. It's not because you deserve it. It's because God told me to give it to you. It's that simple. People with a pure heart start to think with a pure mind. Boy, we've got a long way to go. I know. But the reality is that it should be changing in us. A different way of looking at the people around us, at the world around us. And having an attitude of, of concern for the unsaved. And a desire to pray for those who need Christ. The pure of heart. We love, our, our, we have a brotherly love. And then we show this agape love for one another. Earnestly, sincerely, fervently. There's a, a, he says here very clearly, he says in verse 23, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God. The imperishable Word of God. How long does the Word of God live? Forever. It's imperishable. It's always going to be with us. It is the truth. It is God-breathed. We can count on it when we read it. Everything else that comes from man is perishable. It dies with man. I don't know. You go to the li- to the library, or you go to a bookstore, and you can find a section on on uh, how to 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 live, you know, your life, and you'll find uh, all these uh, I call them modern day gurus uh, with their books that they're selling, uh, telling you how to have a happy life. Well, you can have a happy life if you follow my method for real estate sales or development or returning a house and how to flip a house. All these different things that we could do to have happiness. Those are the perishable things. That kind of happiness is a perishable thing. It's the love of God that lives. And the love we show each other in God. This agape love that He tells us to have for those around us. Including our enemies. We are to agape love our enemies. How contrary to the flesh. That's what it means to be pure of heart. Living and abiding in the Word of God. The imperishable Word of God. Again, I want to read these verses. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers. Not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but 
with the precious blood of Christ. Like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for the sake of you who through Him are believers in God, who raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory so that your faith and hope are in Him. Dwell on those thoughts while we share in communion today as we prepare our hearts. I'll ask the uh, worship team to come up and uh, share. I think the song they're singing is, Here is Love. Perfect song to, to summarize what we've been talking about today. What I want you to do while they're preparing is to there is two things of, of communion up here. You're familiar with the packets that we've been using uh, all along. Uh, we're still abiding by the idea of not passing the trays and, and, and things like this because of, of the COVID restrictions and stuff. But in the, the communion tray here is communion in two cups. One has the bread and one has the juice. And so while we are singing the song for communion, preparing our hearts, Come, you come up and, and pick up the communion. You can, if you want to pick it up for for the per, someone else as well, uh, you can do that. And uh, pick your take your choices to whichever one you want to use this morning. Loving kindness as the flood When the prince of life a ransom Shed for us his precious blood Who is love will not remember Who can cease to sing his praise He can never be forgotten Throughout heaven's eternal days On the mount of crucifixion Fountains open deep and wide Through the floodgates of God's mercy Flowed a vast and gracious tide Grace and love like mighty rivers Poured incessant from above, heaven's peace and perfect justice, kiss the guilty world in love. Let me hold my love accepting, love be ever all my days. Let me seek thy kingdom only, and my life be to thy praise. How alone shall be my glory, nothing in this world I see. Thou hast cleansed and sanctified me, thou thyself hast set me free. 
The words that are up there, Thou alone shalt be my glory. Nothing in this world I see. It's very much a parallel to what we've said. Nothing from the world can save us. It is Him and Him alone. It's the glory of God shown through the, 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 the Son of God and what He did on the cross. That's what redeems us. That's what sanctifies us. That's what cleanses us. Thou thyself hast set me free. It's not of the world. It's not of man. It's not of you. It's God Himself has set us free. The picture of of the Last Supper. I think of of uh, Matthew chapter twenty six, uh, where Jesus is with the disciples. And it says while they were eating. Jesus took the bread and He broke it and He gave it to the disciples and He said, Take, eat, this is My body. Let's share the cup. And He took a cup And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Again, that picture of our hope. Not again until I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. We have that hope in Christ Jesus, His second coming and eternal life because of His love for us. Let's uh, stand and and pray and uh, just thank You for being here this morning. Father, we thank You for the opportunity to be here, to share in the supper, the Lord's Supper, to share the bread, to share the cup. And to be reminded that it is You and You alone who saves us. You have ransomed us. You have redeemed us. We stand before the throne of God at peace. Having been fully, completely saved by the blood of Christ. We thank You. We worship You. And now we ask, Lord, that You would go with us Open our eyes to the neighbors around us. Cause us to love your love, to see with your eyes, to hear with your ears. In Jesus' name, amen.
God, the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in your truth. I will daily lift my hands, for I will always sing of when your love came down. I could sing of your love forever. 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 Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. And I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in your truth, and I will daily lift my hands. For I will always sing of when your love came down. I could sing of your love forever. 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 Oh, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness, I know. But when the world has seen the light, they will dance with joy like we're dancing now. I could sing of your love forever. 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 